Welcome to the On The Slab Horror Show with me, your host, Ian Adonimo Kelly, joined once again by my co-host, Greg Flanagan. And he is, uh, he is officially now a uh, member of the On The Slab Horror Show team. So he is uh, he's capital C, capital C once again on this show. Capital C, capital O. <laughs> capital C, capital O. And uh, Greg, we, uh, we, we kind of, this was an easy decision this week. Um, yeah. To come to this conclusion, you know me in terms of my love of horror. We're, we're both very similar, and you know that I'm very much um, a, a nostalgic person, especially when it comes to old '80s horror and stuff like that. But you can't go, you can't go wrong with '80s horror, though. Uh, and anybody that knows me will know that probably my favorite director in general is uh, is one John Carpenter. Really, um, I would have said Wes Craven now myself, but look. John Carpenter's my boy, yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, he's produced all my favourite films. And they're all going to be talked about here at some point. Uh, we've already Hall- done well, Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Done Halloween. Halloween was- and there's plenty more to come. But um, yeah, we decided to go with this week with uh, the 1982 sci-fi horror, to be fair. John Carpenter's The Ting. Um, and, pro- and probably the single greatest remake of any movie ever. I would 110% agree with that. Well, it, it, it technically it is a remake. So it is. Go with that, but, it um, is. Um, and us being horror nerds ourselves, we would be called out for it if we didn't say it. So yeah. I'm glad you did say it to be fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was obviously, it was, it was, you know, it was directed uh, by John Carpenter, written by Bill Lancaster, but it was based on, I think it was 1938. Um, yeah, it was. It was the, the, the John W. Campbell uh, Jr. novella, Who Goes There? Um, and obviously we know it's about a group of uh, researchers basically in the Antarctica uh, who encounter the eponymous, the thing. And I read that. That's the only thing you're going to hear me uh, reading from, from um, Wikipedia purely because I thought that's exactly exactly how you should present this show. Do you know what I mean? It, it's exactly what it is. Um, Straight Antar- facts. <laughs> yeah, the Antarctica, obviously there's lots of, you know, and there's still lots of uh, rumour and innuendo and and kind of uh, conspiracy theory based on it that the Antarctica is is a kind of a place of, of mystery and obviously the admirable bird who was probably the most decorated, you know, um, pilot in, in naval history and all went over there and said he saw plenty of things uh, once you got a book beyond that, so I think this this movie is kind of almost based on uh, the idea of extraterrestrial, whatever it may be, uh, being being up there somewhere, you know. Well, with it being the Antarctic, you know what I mean? It's the harshest environment on the planet. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't have you don't have time to spend fucking six or seven hours out there digging in the snow for see what you find. Like, and it's say, funny because when I was a kid, I thought it was Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'd because say, you just you assume anything with snow is just Alaska, like you know what I mean. But where um, is it? Where is it? Nome, Alaska. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I mean, like it's kind of almost true to real life, and um, you know, the book coming out in 1938, it was, um, you know, there's still, I mean, there's still, if you go on Google Maps, you can't get a proper shot of Antarctica. You can't see what's there, and even even when you go to visit, you're very very um, limited, limited as to what you can see. So that's where the kind of you know. The, the well, comes from the military and stuff that there's it, there's been uh, you you know extraterrestrial um, activity up there and stuff that's been found that obviously is government intel. Don't forget, 
it's the only uh, it's the only place on earth that you cannot visit that all countries in the world have actually signed a treaty towards that uh, you cannot go there so. well I, I don't i don't blame them either though like you know what i mean how quick the weather changes here it's, it's going to change a hell of a lot more it's more dangerous if it changes down there I don't think it's necessarily uh, oh, due, no, to, the, definitely due to the too. benefit of our health, though. To be fair, one of one of yeah, my no. favorites, one of my favorites was that. Uh, oh, it's the you know it's to help the penguins and all up there, and I'm like, <laughs> you could probably help they, the animals in the Amazon and the world <laughs> with what goes on there too. I don't think you really give a shit about what uh, what, what life gets up there. But uh, anyway, we're segueing. We're just kind of giving a basis on on where the idea probably behind this movie came from. Um, as I say, 1982, really kind of getting now from the late 70s into the into the kind of early 80s, where you're seeing the improvement of animatronics and stuff like that, um, especially with uh, the budgets being a little bit bigger. And, and that's he took that, he took the animatronic he took the animatronics in this to a whole new fucking bargain. Unbelievable. I don't know who we I don't know who we hired to build them, but they should have been given an Oscar for that alone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's one of those things as well, but like Dave, Dave Foster, the producer, and Lawrence Turman as well. Like props to this whole team on this movie, because again, it's an absolute. Uh, the casting in this, as, as is always the case with John Carpenter movies, is just incredible. This, uh, I think this, this is the first one he cast. Um, Kurt Russell in, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. He uh, went, he went from this. Then he obviously done Big Trouble, Little China. Uh, he brought Keith David with him into um, They Live with Roddy Piper. Man, how uh, good is he? I love that guy. I Keith love, David. I love that guy yeah. so much, man. Um, but like he, he, he found his cast that he liked and he stuck with them. He was very loyal days. to his cast members. Yeah, he was very loyal to, to, to his actors and stuff like that. And, and obviously his team that he would have, but very loyal to his cast members in particular. Yeah, it was like it was like if you signed Carpenter up to be the director of a movie, you knew what you were going to get. Um, like you knew you were gonna probably get at that stage Kurt Russell along the way, you know and I mean, you knew you were gonna he was gonna bring his his team with him. Absolutely. So if you man. have a, if you have something that works, why change it? And that was the thing, and like at this time as well, like you're looking, it was uh, you know, it had competition about other kind of alien movies with the likes of uh, ET was out around this time as well. Well, they both uh, got released on the same day. Yeah. So there you that's, go. That's that's one of the reasons this is kind of overlooked in terms of, or was overlooked. Um, like I had a pretty poor box office for what it was. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow. But then again, ET ET is a, a phenomenal movie as well. I will never hear a bad word about it. <laughs> in fact, uh, I almost shed a tear when I went over to uh, to Orlando and realised that it was probably the surviving ride of all my favorite movies as a kid because obviously the back to the future ride was gone the jaws ride was gone yeah um, jaws is just hanging up now isn't he jaws yeah that was replaced by that stupid little prick harry potter so fuck you harry potter um yeah. uh, uh, I actually that was the, that was the first ride i went on when we went to orlando was the et ride yeah and, and i was so happy to, to to get on that because they kept it all the same it's all and i uh, believe I believe Spielberg actually said that uh, if if they uh, if they got rid of that one on him, he was he was ready to pull out of uh, out of some sort of contract that they had, and that would be yeah. I tell you what, it took the rest of his things with him, and that would have been there. Yeah, and um, you can't really afford to not have Spielberg on board in Hollywood. Well, then again, I think he's that's probably the only one left of his now, though, isn't it? It is. It's the only one. And uh, the Jurassic Park ride was still there. 
Um, oh no, that's gone now. So that's been replaced it, with Jurassic World. It was there when I was still there. I was yeah. the last. It was the original ride, but yeah, that's 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 been replaced as well. So, yeah, the, I mean, the, the Jurassic World one looks unreal. It does, to be fair. I've no problem with it. But uh, let's get into this movie. Obviously, um, yeah, it's basically the start of it. Um, we're not going to go through word for word or you know scene for scene, but um, you kind of see the you see the sled dog kind of running through running through the snow, being chased by this Norwegian helicopter. You don't know it's a Norwegian helicopter yet, but... Um, Your man has the single... He, this guy must have been a stormtrooper in Star Wars. Oh! Like... I don't know Jesus, he's terrible. The worst aim ever. Like, I, 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 I feel bad for his wife when he's going for a piss, to be honest with you. I'd say she has to clean up all the time. What happened? The toilet's on the wall over there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, But yeah, so... Initially, you're going, what the fuck are you doing chasing this poor little dog for, you son of a bitch? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like but, that, that's what I liked about this. When I, I think when this was coming out, they didn't really give a whole lot away. No. They never no. said anything about it being an alien or anything. They just exactly. said... Exactly. It was just a thing. You know what I mean? And I think what I really like about it, obviously, look, John Carpenter's scores are the best for me. Um, like, oh, in, ter- in terms of horror movies, there's not much better. Uh, it, like this yeah, any movie really it's not no in terms of any movie i think he creates more suspense with with like the most simple notes that what? it's it's an all two key move for jaws and, and i know he didn't do jaws but no but it's yeah but it's it's what works you know what i mean yeah. in, in in these and and like his halloween score in this score you know everything the halloween moved. one was absolutely perfect yeah it really was and like, it's the if, same if with if the you... fog which we will talk about one day on this as well yeah, He's, like if um, you look, if you look at the Halloween one, if you change that even to a little more upbeat, the whole film probably doesn't work as well. It's gone, it's yeah. gone. Um, but with this, I think it's really cool because, uh, excuse me, you know, people assume that, you know, McCready, who is of course Kurt Russell, is what the uh, uh, what a man, absolutely. But they assume that he's kind of like he is the main guy in the film, but at the same time, he's just the pilot. So yeah. it's not like he's this sort of decorated veteran there, and, you <laughs> know what I mean? He's really a, he's really the probably the most replaceable person there. Sure. Yeah. Well, you've got, you've got your doctors and 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 scientists and and the the dog guy, um, you know what I mean? And then you have your pilot. <laughs> well, that's it. Like we'll go through we'll go through the names. We have McCready. Uh, we have Blair, of course. And what Blair is what a man. Uh, with Nels, with Palmer, with Choyles, with Dr. Copper as well. Um, Norris, George Bennings, Clark, Gary, Fuchs, and Windows. And it, it, it's great, look, because it's again... Windows. <laughs> Windows. It's great. What a name. And the great thing about it is, is that, um, again, it's a cast of just enough people. Not too many. Do you know what I mean? Enough yeah. that you can actually build a bit of a rapport with them throughout the film and you get to know their character. Yeah, well, what I, what I like about this is this is one of those movies that what will go wrong or what can go wrong will go wrong. Murphy's but, law, right? Yeah. But it shows the fractions within the team, the fractures within the team, um, and how much people turn on each other and how quickly they do it. In isolation, dude, it can happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. kind of what this shows. It shows a little bit of that... Um, you know how the, the the claustrophobia of of kind of being deserted out in the wilderness and and uh, I'll tell it, you what you could you couldn't pay me enough to get down there. Yeah, like 
it's 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 kind of mad. what I like about this is obviously you see um you know McCready obviously he's the pilot so I guess that's why he's so important that he needs to bring people from A to B. He's basically a taxi man, and um, <laughs> you're not walking out there anyway. Yeah, exactly. And Doctor Copper obviously goes with him to check out the Norwegian base. Why don't you talk us through that bit? Oh yeah, because you watched it today actually. Um, so so going, going to the base or what yeah. happened with to the, the chopper when they go to the norwegian base because uh, obviously they know what the chopper basically they're shooting at the dog <laughs> well they don't even know that they just see the dog run in and he shoots your man in the leg yeah <laughs> he shoots him in the leg and you're like what the fuck is the, this the funniest a lot there is he goes to pick up a grenade to throw it after the dog and threw it right beside the fucking helicopter that he came down on that was actually hilarious, man. And he does not care. He just walks off and leaves the man there. He was trying to get to the grenade. And they thought uh, they thought it was Russian initially. I love that little... It's still at the time where they're like, oh, it must be the Russians. <laughs> yeah, Amer- American, Russia, great crack. But obviously, when they find it, it's like, it's Norwegian? What the fuck's going on here? Like, they're like the most peaceful people ever. <laughs> yeah, what's, we've never had any beef with Norway. What's, what's going on? So... Obviously, that's where I was bringing you up to the scene then when they go and investigate the Norwegian base and uh, there's some pretty gnarly looking stuff there and some great, some great scenes and, you know, the way it was done was fantastic. I'll tell you what, like when they go in and you see the outside of it, part of it's on fire. Well, not on fire, but it's smoldering. All the windows are broke. They go in like there's, I love the fact that they go in and all the ice is like coming down, frozen on the inside. It's some of the little touches that he's done with the, with the set. Like, do you know what I mean? It's in the Antarctic. It's going to go to minus whatever. Yeah. But obviously, the smoldering will still happen. Yeah, of course. Extent. Yeah, and of course. There'll in. still be smoke, yeah. Yeah, and they go in and they find they find one of the doctors on the chair. What I love here is you, you see his wrists are slit and his throat slit. Yeah. So you see, like, blood is frozen, hanging from his arm and all. It's deadly. It's really well yeah. done. The little details. All, yeah, that's it. It's, it's the fine details that can make the difference between a great movie and a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like they're going around, and then they find, they they see outside, they find the body that's on fire, and they're like, "Is that a man?" And just looking at it, and it's just, all you can't really see anything when we see it, but they obviously just turn around as a man. They're like, "Right, we'll take that with us," and they find the big block of ice. Then inside, it's like it looks like an old frozen Olympic swimming pool. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of yeah, or like it's yeah, it's very strange. Or like like a in the shape of a bathtub or something. It's it's mad. Yeah. Like it's it's very strange. But like yeah. the amount the amount of movies that have came from this, let alone the the thing, and I don't know whether it's a prequel, a sequel, or whatever they want to call it, that came out in twenty eleven. Yeah, that was a prequel, and and to be fair, I'd recommend anybody uh, if you don't. It, like it, it wasn't movie. bad. No, if you don't like that movie, I'd recommend watching them back to back. I've done that about a year or so ago. If you watch them, like, literally, boom. Just just watch two of them at the same time. It makes all the sense in the world. Because um, when, when I seen that 2011 one, I didn't know it was a, a prequel or whatever. No, me neither. And it, was, it wasn't right up until, you know, when he puts the axe in the wall. Yeah. And then, obviously, in that one, they see the axe in the wall. And I was like, no way. Brilliant. Going into it. Going into yeah. it unbeknownst to you or to me it was just it's but like there's the x-files done an episode that was almost the exact same as the thing yes uh, when they were when they were uh they, brand they, new. Locked, they locked uh scully up and they locked Mulder up in the yeah up in the, it's, in the, it's, it's nearly scene for scene basically yeah 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 it was actually one of my favorite x-files episodes um, actually I only watched was, it a while back 
there was another film that I watched. I think it's called Parasite, but not that one that won all the Oscars. And they find like a woolly mammoth. Yeah. And uh, like yeah. a little weird parasite starts infecting people. It's just a thing all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it shows the influence. Um, and obviously with with uh with Clark, he's kind of the dog guy, so he he kind of kennels the dogs because they obviously have a lot of sled dogs there. As you would. Yeah, of course. And he he's the guy, and that's when you kind of see the fucking weird. You can see what this dog was being chased down, but. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? And with all that kind of shit coming out of them and stuff like that, the the whip, I mean, the animatronics. The that, oh my good lord, that that yeah. that scene is fantastic. I'd say that looks like. Do you ever see the rubber or the, the little rainbow laces you get at sweets? It's literally like them just whipping around. Yeah, just coming out of the poor dog's body, and the, it's, the, the it's rest the of the noise dogs are, of it. The rest of the dogs are fucking terrified, obviously. But how about that first scene with the dog though, where you see them all back into the corner and then they look over the dog, the dog's face is hanging off and it just explodes out yeah. into yeah. into um into like the proboscis thing that it has. Yeah. Just yeah, it's 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 that there to me, Blade 2 took everything from that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The way, the way it opens up here and into the far parts and the thing comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You you could see that. Even even elements of the predator and stuff like with the ideas that they were getting, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's just little things like that. They probably went, oh, that's interesting. Well, pre- yeah, predator is taking it from this, obviously. Yeah, you um, know what I mean. That's, that's, there, that's well, like, if you're looking for an alien movie, and the first one you're going to think of is like at that stage when you're making predator, you're going need to design an alien. Let's have a watch of this and see how they done it. So when he does the uh, the autopsies. And whatnot. This is when it starts getting really interesting, and this is where you were talking about your your love for the animatronics in this particular uh, movie. It's, it's just fucking ridiculous, like. And the doctor's so calm and great about it, isn't he? Like the rest of them are all going, "What the fuck <laughs> is this shit?" <laughs> I love how he's. I love how he's cutting it open, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's got everything: lungs, kidneys, everything. Everything's fine except this." And he's like, it, "It's trying to replicate." what it's attached to and he's shown like the dog's head inside it but it's not fully a dog's head so it's trying to form the skull and all and you're just like wow yeah it, it was, like, how, how do you even design that like but that's it like the, you have to go like you have to give props like proper props to the to the you know the artists that even come up with these ideas you know what i mean but it's not even that. Like, how do you actually design that? Like, how do you build that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whatever about drawing something crazy with a dog's head half formed in it. Do you know what I mean? And then building onto building that actual design. Yeah, we can all come up with crazy ideas and draw something mad, but the guys that actually construct it and make it happen, it's it's yeah. And it, especially uh, to make it hold firm and and yeah, yeah, and like not look shite that you see in some things today, like. And this, what I like about this is, this is when he kind of, uh, you know, he he kind of realizes that it can it can form into other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's basically a, like you said, it's a parasite of sort. It's a, it's like an alien parasite. Well, that, well, what what I've what I've always found with this is, this is a design that, or the movie is basically a design of something that will do anything to survive. Yes. Yeah. Um. And that's all I can ever, all I ever get from it. It's life. It's, it's Jeff Goldblum in, in Jurassic Park said it being 
life will find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I'd agree. I'd 100% agree with that. And kind of what, what what's cool about this is like when he, you know, when they, they kind of uncover, you know, whatever data and whatever they, they get from Norway. The nine hours of video. <laughs> they, they get to realize that it's, um, you know, there's a fucking, they were, they were digging for, a, you know, an alien craft that they reckon was probably there for as long as a couple of hundred thousand years or whatever, like, and it's... Well, whatever whatever dies in the snow out there is going to stay there for a long fucking time. Exactly, yeah. And that's when he starts kind of... Um, that's when Blair then, in particular, starts kind of getting a bit suspect that, you know, this, this creature could basically morph into anything it wants to on Earth, you know what I mean? If this was, if this was to get out... They've just seen it morph into or tried to morph into a dog... Do you know what I mean? And well, that's technically, it. Technically, it was a dog. Well, yeah, it was. It was just yeah. it, it morphed into it, like, and which means yeah. they're obviously afraid then that, uh, you know, it could be it, anything. It can get into humans and stuff like that as well, and that's where that's where the kind of paro starts creeping in, isn't it? The paranoia starts creeping. Uh, in. but this here, they, they, there's a lot of this movie focuses a lot on 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 like masculinity between the groups, and mm. I'm the leader, no, I'm this, or who made you that. Do you know what I mean? But when paranoia, when you put paranoia with that, it just makes for bad, for bad uh, times. Yeah. Um. But like when they when they come up with the idea for the blood test, that is uh, genius. That is they, genius. That that's the the infamous scene from this. Yep. Movie, the blood test. Yeah. And you see, um, like the, the lads are all obviously shitting themselves. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Well, like, how do you? How does the doctor even come up with that idea? Oh, let's do it this way. I know it's because they set him on fire, but uh, when he was a dog, they set him on fire. But yeah, like, how do you even come up with that? Oh, we'll all take blood because I know it's because he's talking to the sled dog person. Uh, he's like, How long was that dog with you? He's like, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, so he knew then it was like, Well, we all could be in trouble here. One of the things I love is when they try and like, um, they try and fuck with McCready and he basically just has like a stick of dynamite. <laughs> it's not even just a stick of dynamite. He has a rapid dynamite. It's a rapid dynamite. And he's like, well, fuck it, motherfuckers. If... And he has a, he has a flare as well. Yeah. He's like, if you're going to take me down, boys, I'm the only pilot here. You ain't getting out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go. We'll all go. Forget about it. You know what I mean? So I'd be kind of taking this lad serious at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Well, he, he turns into, um, Kurt Russell of Snake Plissken with the bad attitude now, didn't he? Morph into yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? Um, look, he's got the look of uh, of Jack Burton with the attitude of Snake oh, Plissken. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, man. I wonder why yeah. John Carpenter used him so much. Do you know what I mean? Because well, he's brilliant. He's so, like, I mean, the thing about Kurt Russell is he can be a very, very serious actor. He can be great at one-liners. He can be very, very, um, his sarcasm is second to none. His, was, I think he was a very overlooked actor. Me too. Yeah. I think he's a very underrated actor, to be fair. Yeah. Like uh, he got a lot of, he got a, a couple of big parts, but not as many as he should have. No. And I think he's very, very diverse as an actor. I yeah, think like, he, he was absolutely brilliant in the Chronicles, the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. He was also I mean, fantastic in uh, the Hateful Eight. I loved watching him. He kept my I, interest in I that. I could not. Movie. I could not get into that movie. And I but love it. it. It's the only um, Tarantino movie I haven't finished. 
Yeah, and, and I absolutely love it. I fell in love with it. It was three hours long, but I think he's one of the uh, he's one of the key components, the glue, I suppose, that kept that movie together for me. When you when you get further into it, I know. I'm on, I must I must just watch it through and see what see what I think. You should you should because. Um, I, I had to give up one time because we were trying to watch it with family and they just kept talking through it and I was like, fuck this. What's the point in watching a Tarantino movie if you're just going to talk during it? You know what I mean? I don't, mind just... if you, I don't mind if they talk through some ones that I've seen before and know what's happening. Yeah, but when people talk through it and I'm like, listen, this is a solo project for me. Turn the fucker off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it later. <laughs> put, put on fucking Pinocchio or something and I'll keep you happy. I don't care. Yeah, no, but like he, he, he has such a good turn from... Fuck you guys, too. I'll fuck every one of you's up. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I might just be a pilot, but I'm a whiskey drinking badass. And uh, yeah. to be honest with you, I've got a stick of dynamite with a flare here. And fuck y'all. This you is know? this is this is where you get the next big scene that everyone kind of remembers. Yes, when, Cooper. When Cooper goes to do the defibrillator. The, I can never say that word. The defib. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna call it that. Thank you. Defibrillate. But, uh, Defibrillation. There we go. Yeah, uh, but like he comes out and it's in an, it's just an innocuous push away from him and your man falls and has a heart attack and you're like, well, hold on now, something not right here. <laughs> yeah, like shit's gotten really sour now. Yeah, and then yeah. like obviously they're working on him, but like in the time that it, it gets the doctor to get there to him on a table, you've been dead anyway. And that's it. Like, and without, as I said, we won't do scene for scene, but this is the the scene here now. Like, this is this is obviously when his chest basically just transforms into like a, a giant mouth, a mouth, <laughs> yeah, and bites off Cooper's uh, arms. Oh, how how good is the design in this? Because the other way, obviously, you see the teeth where it breaks down, but you can still see bits of ribs sticking out and everything. It's yeah. not like they just replaced the whole inside of his cavity. Like yeah. teeth, like there, you can see ribs, you can see his organ at times. Yeah, I mean, obviously going further, we see that McCready will actually uh, like go as far as killing someone like when he's attacked, which he does. He doesn't care. No, it's <laughs> like, to be honest with you, it's either you die or I die, one or the other. It's a life and death thing. We're stuck out here in the Antarctica. And I know how to get out of here, to be fair. You're, you know, you, you, yeah. you need me more than I need you. Yeah, you know. Um, but but the little the little details now, as we go throughout the movie, obviously we see the little spider running around. That spider head is so good. It's fucking terrifying too. Even to this day, it's still terrifying. Like, like I was watching, it and like, there's parts of this movie that I'd forget because I haven't seen it in so long. I watched it today. I completely forgot about the spider. Head. Now I've seen it in other things. You know, like the ads for it and all. But I, I do. You nearly forget that it comes right from the defib scene where he lights him on fire. And his head comes off, and then the little thing comes out to pull it, and it pulls him across. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? But I love the three lads' reactions when they see the head going out. They're like, what the fuck is that? And he just torches him. Yeah, and I think, like, obviously, um, obviously with this movie, the big, no pun intended, the big thing is that... Uh, it's more, it's kind of like the way the Walking Dead comics were written. Do you know what I mean? It's more about how humans react to these kind of trials and tribulations rather than the actual it, it's, threat. It's a yeah, it's a test of your metal, really. Yeah, yeah. You how know you I mean? handle the stressful situation. Yeah. You know that's what I'm mean? saying. Like that, that was it. Like either you live or you die, one or the other. That's it. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, 
one of the things that I really, really love about this movie, I, again, the music in it is amazing. I think that it's just every it's, every movie does. He just knows how to make scenes that are tense anyway, but he pushes the intensity up to fucking eleven with you know with, with what he does and, and the sound effects in the background and he really does in this movie, I think this even though it's science fiction because it's based on like a you know an alien thing, it's very much a horror in the sense that you're kind of you're oh. You're this waiting is, with bated breath, right? This is one hundred percent a horror movie. Yeah, for uh, sure. In my, in my opinion, it is anyway. Like other for people, sure. like, other people could say it's an action movie. Some people ah. say sci-fi. Like I, I'd always determine this more so than a few others as a, as a horror. I think this is a horror person. Like this, yeah. this. Like some people say Terminator One is a horror. I don't see it as a horror. But this, this is definitely a horror. I think if, if people, are, if people are getting mauled by an alien. I'm going to give it a horror. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about... Um, they obviously... Blair was obviously someone that was so important at one point in the movie, and then they've, they've isolated him out in the shed, and they have Joyles basically fucking guarding him, and you can see he's trying to, you know... He's a dickhead. Yeah, he's trying to manipulate him into fucking, you know, come on, let me out, blah, 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 you know, it's... it's this, this is where you'll try and turn people against each other. This is the manipulation, yeah. And yeah. then the, this is this is the this is the famous fucking you know kind of cat and mouse chase where players basically escaped, um, and they're kind of going, oh fuck, like what are we meant to do now? You know? <laughs> um, and I think some of the scenes in this, just you know, in the caves and stuff like that, are fantastic. Yeah, just beautiful, yeah. beautiful settings. You know what I mean? Um. No, I'm not sure how many caves are going to be like that down there, but sure, we'll got we, we'll give it its due. Yeah, uh, the Antarctic, yeah. Antarctic wasn't probably well discovered at that stage anyway. No, no, um, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's basically trying to uh, get away with a little small flying saucer that obviously has been uh, been 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 found around this area, like. He's trying to escape, and they're saying like basically they know that this is now a case of. Humanity, humankind, comes this, this first and foremost yeah. here. You know this what I mean? This is now the battle. Yeah. If we let this thing escape, we, you know, that's it. We you lose. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, and it's kind of a. This is where you kind of get the the hero McCready. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, right, we need to. His like, leadership skills come like, into play. Like this part here literally defines it. Gone. This is when you kind of know well. Nobody might survive this movie now. Yeah, this is that point where you go. Yeah, so not all of you are making it out. If any of you make it out, yeah, and that—that's what I always got from it. It was like, okay, it's us against them now, and probably the only way for us to win is to die here and and keep it here. And what I love about it as well is just the two boys share a little bottle of whiskey and say fuck it we'll 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 stay by the heat until we can we'll heat our bodies up with whiskey get pissed and <laughs> just <laughs> fuck it fuck it you know true I mean? irish way <laughs> oh that is the most definitely you know what i mean where what other people want to be bare grills in this situation <laughs> it's just like fuck it Lo load of alien stuff happening out there fuck it Fuck it. As long as we make sure that this lad doesn't get anywhere near, you know, the rest of Earth, we're actually all right. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. just... Keep keep them down there, you'll be grand. 
as a as a whole, I mean, you know, looking at this movie, I mean, I, I for sure straight away we're going to, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm 100 giving this five slabs of meat, as Carol likes to call it, because I don't think there's anything really wrong with this movie. I think the I think the story is perfect. I think the uh, the atmosphere is perfect. I think the acting is perfect throughout all. I think the uh, the tensity that 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 he creates throughout it, the music is perfect. That's the that point there you made with the acting is perfect. That's where a lot of eighties horror got let down. Badly. Yes, yes. Uh, the acting like they they went big on actors here. Uh, obviously, getting Kurt Russell in and bringing in Keith David. Um, and then a few others like the the dynamic worked between the group. Yeah. Um, now obviously some didn't need to be as big actors as others because it is what it is. Like you can't blow your whole budget on acting. But if a fit, that's where a lot of a lot of them films got let down, and the likes of the Poltergeist and things like that, as good as they are, were let down by bad acting. Their task is clear. Yeah. So you know I mean, like. Even even if you go back and look at The Exorcist now, to a point, the acting lets it down quite badly at times. Yeah, no, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I think that's I think Carpenter. I think the reason that he's kind of my favorite director is purely because he gets what he needs from actors in the right way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, um, he does it very well. He picks his actors. He knows what he's getting. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's it's like picking, you know, a sports team. You know that yeah. you're going to get this piece for this exact situation and that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? But like um, he knew he knew what he was getting. He knew what he wanted. He got big good actors in. Not even they might have even been big actors at the time. Yeah. But he got good actors in. Yeah. 100%. Um and like for the animatronics alone this is worth five slabs. Oh. I mean yeah. Like, I'm just looking at um, I'm trying to find some kind of critical assessment after because this is another movie not too dissimilar to last week that kind of gathered more respect as time it went was, on. It was the second. It was the second weekend. It was out <clears throat> with, with the report I was reading earlier because he obviously ET dominated the box office the first week. Um, so it was the second week it started to pick up. People were like, well, did you see that one? No, I went to CET. Well, you need to go and see this one. Yeah, um, I mean... Like, it developed... It steamrolled quite quickly from... Sort of what they reckoned was an opening week box office flop... To... Thing. Now, I find it a bit unfair calling it a box office flop on the first weekend. Right, Carpenter, Carpenter could have done better. And Universal... Or is it Universal? It could have done better with the time and it bringing it out. Yeah. Um, maybe a month or two after ET or a month or two before ET. Now I know they wanted the summer blockbuster, but like around that time, you would have known ET was going to be. It's the family-friendly version of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, it, 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 there's no doubt in my mind that this is a movie that, like, I'll try and watch as as often as I can, and 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 try and encourage anybody to uh, to watch as often. Like, like, there's certain movies, you know, especially as a horror fan, that stick with you that you know you can watch. You know. Oh, I have, I have, a, I have a few, and I've said it on a few of them. Like, I'll watch, I'll go back to the Wrong Torn series. Uh, I could just put on any one of those five or six that are there. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street's the one I'll always go back to, though. 
Oh, a hundred percent. But the thing for me is, is is one that I'll always go back to as well. The thing yeah. and Jaws are two movies that. Well, Jaws is just yeah. anybody can sit down and watch Jaws. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's funny with these movies. You'll always find once you've seen it that many times, you'll always find these little Easter eggs or just these little kind of small things in it that make you even appreciate it more. You know, so what I, I, mean? I was I, I rewatched Jaws there one day a couple of weeks ago with the kids were in here and I, I stopped it. You know, when you started seeing the shark big time, so I kind of stopped it. And Finn was like, "Oh look, it's a shark!" I was like, "Yeah, you're not watching the rest of it though." <laughs> not yet, so yeah, not yet. No, um, but we did. We were sitting here one day, two weeks ago, and turned around and said, Can we watch Ghostbusters? Yeah, yes, yes, we can. <laughs> but like, I don't mind him starting at that sort of he's only five now, but like, the likes of Ghostbusters and all is a great way for to get kids into it. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> I've probably seen Jaws around before, Mark. <laughs> probably, I bet you didn't go swimming in Bray, though. Nope. <laughs> didn't go swimming anywhere for a long time not even no. a swimming pool I don't blame you no, uh, no. and I remember it, I remember even seeing banana boats out on Bray Beach like a fair bit out into the water I just went <laughs> do you want to go on that in no they're dead <laughs> they're dead <laughs> like, yeah. and, and I'm no, okay with that I'm a land creature <laughs> yeah I, I'm quite happy if it's a swimming pool I'll be fine to see yeah. not so much I much prefer to be a Sasquatch than a fucking than a uh... than bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, no, this is this has been a great episode. I know we 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 liked it. Sometimes we get these episodes where like they're they're cheap and they're 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 short and cheerful. And I think yeah, that's that's we, the great. We had thing. we had one there with the the twenty five highest grossing movie franchises. It was yeah. just one that we put together just lightning quick. And it's the same with this movie. Like it's 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 definitely for. Uh, what about you? What? How many slabs of meat would you be giving it? Would you be giving oh, it five? Five. five. Yeah. Now, for me, Halloween is is John Carpenter's best movie. Obviously, by rating and critically acclaimed and whatnot. But for me, this is better than Halloween. Yeah, it's the same way. One day we're going to talk about the fog, and people will realize that. Uh, John Carpenter, you know, he he knows how to do things and scare you because when we do talk about the fog, that also um, has a lot of uh, it. Kind of resonates with me as well. Growing up in a seaside town, do you know what I mean? Although the only <laughs> thing is, though, Bray Bray doesn't get a whole lot of fog, really. No, but when we got a tiny bit, yeah, you're terrified. <laughs> terrified, you're like. Yeah. Good Lord, Blake is in there somewhere. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> we're done. Um, Greg, as always, um, officially welcome to the team. Um, and yeah, I think for anybody out there that's watching this that hasn't seen the team, where have you been all you know all this time? But if you're a younger viewer that hasn't seen the team, um, I would recommend go watching it. And I think. For anyone that hasn't done what I said earlier on and gone and watched, you know, the 2011 thing, watch that first. I haven't done that. You got to do it, Greg. You I, I, might, do. I might do it. I might do it in a couple of weeks after not having only watched this today. Do it. Do it around Halloween time, even. 
just do you know what I mean? Just to give yourself a little bit of a boost, and, and you won't regret it. You'll you'll thank me for it because I I literally had them boom one after the other. So twenty obviously twenty eleven and then eighty two. Exactly. But it's, what I love is it's kind of filmed in the same way. Exactly, exactly. You don't feel like you're in this kind of massive time difference or warp, and I think it's uh, you know, the the the, the, the narrative that's set within the two thousand eleven film really kind of lends itself to watching the nineteen eighty two version. So um I would say John Carpenter was actually pretty happy with that looking back on it and I know he can be quite critical. I don't I don't think he is. I don't think as far as I know I've read that he doesn't really like it as far as he I doesn't know. like many things though. That's why I like him. Yeah. But <laughs> to be fair, like if you if you've created something like this and someone's like, oh yeah, well we're going to do this and make a fucking fuck up of it. Like Jaws, Jaws is the infamous one to look at. Well, never, never watch the remake of The Fog. Anybody, if you ever plan yeah, on doing I, that, I had, I had, I had that unfortunate pleasure once. Yeah, don't do. I, I, I think I switched it off after about twenty minutes. Obviously. I, th- I thought, I thought it looked grey from the box when, when Chabos was there. It was a big, oh, green, yeah. it was a big green box. <laughs> but good lord, good lord, don't do that to yourself. But yeah. Everybody go and uh, check out the thing. It's um, it's it's one of the best movies of all time, um, horror or any genre, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a phenomenal show. So for uh, for me, for uh, capital C capital O, this has been the On the Slab Horror Show, and until next time, we will catch you all down the road. <laughs>